Tzan. I'd like to say a couple of words. Very short story, actually. With uh, we, we, we took a big loss. The Jewish people two weeks ago took, took a big, big loss. And honest truth, I don't think, I don't know if we spoke about it or not, if I discussed it in my family. And, you know, in the house we had a simcha now, but uh, I'm not sure if the regular laymen uh, have enough, you know, took into consideration that we lost two weeks ago the Mashkiach of Lakewood, Rabbi uh, Matisio Salomon, who was a very, very uh, special, special individual. Rabbi uh, Matisio was an Englishman that uh, he was brought to Gateshead by, uh, he was brought into by Rabbi Schwab's father to assist as a mashgiach, and then when Rabbi Schwab's father passed away, so he took over as mashgiach in Gateshead. And then about 25 years ago, when <coughs> Rabbi Nassim Wachtfeugel was getting uh, ready, but he was came out just before his uh, death, so they asked him to come. Rav Shach said that you should take Rabbi Matasiyot Solomon, there was another mashgiach that was in the running, and uh, he said, take Matasio, he's a going in Musa. And honestly, uh, I heard some of the things that he said, not that I'm one that needs to give an approbation, but it was very, very thoughtful, and it was very thought-provoking, and I enjoyed very much listening to him, and I would do it again, you know, uh, when I have time for listening to Shiorim. But since he came to America, he, he really, really valganized you know, Judaism in America, and he was speaking in every every which place. Every day he had many, many uh, speaking engagements. Uh, the United States owes him a big debt of gratitude because he, you know, he set up, you know, there was the, about 10 or 15 years ago, they had this uh, big, the big Asif in City Field that he and the Skolena Rebbe uh, set up, and it, really, it was really him. That's the truth. Him and the Skolene Rebbe. He understood that if he brings the Skolene Rebbe, then he'll get all the Hasidim to come. Uh, he came to Eretz Yisrael to ask Rebbe Kanievsky to come. Rebbe Kanievsky told him, you know, a letter is just as good. The next day, Rebbe Kanievsky said, I'll come if you get my Shver to come. In other words, if Rebbe Yashu will come, I'll come. <laughs> the truth is to be said that if Rebbe Yashu comes, and I'm not sure you need Rebbe Kanievsky to come, but anyway, they didn't come. But nonetheless, he put his whole entire heart into it, and I think that played a big role in, you know, getting filters, et cetera, et cetera, and let's say the people, whatever it may be, I think, I think he, he made a dent in the infiltration into our camp of, uh, you know, Technology, etc., etc. So there are many stories. I read some very beautiful things about him in the last uh, last week, but but I want to share one story that I didn't read now, but I heard it many years ago, twenty years ago, maybe I heard it, and I enjoyed the story so so much that uh, to me this is even, you know, maybe this outshines all the other stories I'll ever hear. Somebody came over to him and said to him, "Matisio, how are you able to prepare?" for so many drushes. You know, you're constantly speaking. You go from here, you go to there, you go to the other place. You're just talking and talking and talking. 
how, how were you able to prepare? So he said, I prepared for 30 years. In other words, he was in Gateshead. Gateshead's a small town. How much is there to do in Gateshead? You know what I mean? So there's a yeshiva, there's a, the boys and this and that. But there's plenty of time for him to be able to, to learn and to do and to, you know, get a shlita on sugis and shas and sugis and agoda. And so now when he came out and Hashem gave him the signal, you know, okay, Matis your time has come, uh, go get him. You know, he was there and he was prepared. And I don't know, to, th- to me this is a great, great story. You, you never know, we, we never, never know when Hashem is going to send us where. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for some reason Hashem thought that it would be a good idea that I should be in a Vetzil. Right? You know, there, there would be room maybe to argue with him. Right? But I won't. I'll accept the Xayra. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you think. So that's, that's the way it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? But you never know. One day I could have gotten a call from some other place, et cetera, et cetera, and you have to be prepared, you know? Uh, we don't know how Hashgocha treats us. I, 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 I saw something very nice, a very cute thing last week on Shabbos morning. I was here with my oldest son. My oldest son uh, is Shomeya. He should be well. So he's, he's a 40-year-old guy already. He's got 11 kids. He's very, very, very spiritual, very, very spiritual guy. You know, he's up, 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 up in the air, you know, up, up, up in a way. <clears throat> and there's something that he did last week that impressed me very much. And that was, now where does he daven normally? He davens in the Mir Yeshiva even on Fridays. You understand? The 40-year-old guy takes a cab and goes to Mir Yeshiva, davens even on Friday Mir Yeshiva. When he doesn't daven in the Mir Yeshiva, he davens in a big minion in Ramat Shlomo. He doesn't daven in an inky-dinky Nevetzion minion. You know what I'm saying? So last week, the Kayan goes to wash his hands, and the mash wasn't here, and there was no levy. And he saw Meya, so there's a sifkotin, there's a very small sifkotin in Hilchus, the Birchus Kayanim, that when you need to, uh, that when there's no levy, the Bechor should go wash. What? Right. So, so he, he, he jumped over to the sink to do it. Now, it's not such a big mitzvah. I'm not saying, you know, but, you know as, as, uh, as one old lady once told the young Koyan, you know, you can wash your own hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're, 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 they're bigger mitzvahs in the world than, than the Bechor watching. But first of all, the whole concept of Bukhor washing the hands is in preparation to be able to, then when it will be his turn, and the Kuhuna will come back to the Bukhoris also. It's, the whole thing is a thing of preparation. But I was very, very impressed by him because this is something that he never encounters, you know? But he was ready on the spot. You know, on the spot, he was ready to go do it. And it, it's a small story. It's an anecdote, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying we all have to be ready. We never know... You know, uh, Yosef HaTzadik became king of Mitzrayim. You know, I, uh, you got to have so you got to go to special school <laughs> to be to, to be a king. You know what I mean? They when when you have a prince today, they bring them up specially. You know, in a special way. You know, to, because you're going to be the prince, you're going to be the king or the Rebbe's son. You know what I mean? The Rebbe's son doesn't go to the cheder with everybody else. He gets a special education because he's going to be the next <clears throat> Rebbe. You know. 
So this concept of Ramatis that he said I was preparing 30 years, and this is all for preparing for Olam Hazer. Now what should we say about preparing for Olam Haba? Right? It's all about preparing. And in Olam Haba, what you didn't prepare over here, you're not going to be able to prepare over there. Call me Shetav Be'erev Shabbos, Yoyechub Shabbos. If you prepare on Erev Shabbos, then you'll lead on Shabbos. You don't prepare on Erev Shabbos, you don't have anything. When you come up to the heaven over there, and they ask you at the door, do you have your ticket? Right? So it's like the Chinaman. I don't know if you guys bring your shirts to the Chinaman. But in the olden days, you had to go to the Chinaman and you had to bring your, uh, your, your ticket. And uh, even today, like that, I know in the five towns, there's a Chinaman. You have to bring, you, you, you give them your shirts, it takes two weeks. What takes two weeks for Ben Shalalim to, 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 to clean a shirt? Two weeks, you know? I don't know. I think they send it to China, you know? And, and if, but if you're going to dare come back and you're not going to have your ticket with you, you know what he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you, no tiki, no washi. No tiki, no washi. And in the heavens, right, you're going to come up and you don't have your ticket to get in. You don't have your toyo. You don't have your mitzvahs. You didn't prepare for 30 years, right? No tiki, no washi, you know? So... This is, this is what I wanted to share with you, uh, this concept of a person always being ready. You always have to, you have to be ready. You know, like Monsieur Snefesh, let's say, Chas Shalom, a goy would come and want us to, Chas Shalom. We have to be ready, you know. You've got to be ready for everything, you know. You've got to be ready for whatever life, whatever curveballs uh, life is going to send you, you know. And that, 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 I think, is a great tribute to the Mashgiach, L'Zuchayin L'Vrocha, S'chusi Yogan Alegno, I'll call you soil. Amen. Mm-hmm.